Welcome to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. You ready to get started? Let's, let's, let's see do how it. it goes. Let's jump in, dive in. So, uh, the topic today that we're kind of rolling around with is the idea of creativity and flow and, and breathing to get into those states. And the idea came to me from doing this Wim Hof course. There was a, one of the weeks is on creativity. And it's something that I thought was really interesting because I'd never really heard the concept so explicitly stated before. And I've been thinking about it a lot. So first off, I just want to sort of take a moment, kind of ease our way into that because Last weekend, I just competed in the strongman competition yeah. and won Eastern Canada's Natural Strongest Man. Congratulations. For, thank you. For the uh, the second time in three years, which to me is, I guess, an even bigger accomplishment than, than just winning per se, but kind of, you know, reclaiming the title. And, yeah. You're and, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> and having that um, the opportunity again to go out west and compete at Canada's so it's very exciting but something that kind of stood out and I'll throw in some clips as we're talking about this is I think it's you know with this whole mission of of educating on flow and kind of helping to realize like what that means and how to tap into the flow state and whatever it is you do the one thing or one of the things that stood out to me a lot this time was the ability to or like the training that i've gone into breathing and i thought that was so i was kind of i was pleasantly surprised at how easy it was for me to like get into the zone because not that it's new to me but there was a lot of new stuff in the environment with this competition Mm -hmm. because i was you know in charge of running it hosting it as well as competing yeah and so there was a lot more that I had to do and focus on and, and worry about, I guess, and stress about as we kind of talked about last week, Yeah. which changed it up. But when it became that time to like, you know, it was my time to step up to the implement and lift it. Uh, some of this training that I've been doing with the Wim Hof method and just continuing that practice, I think, it's, it's definitely become more concrete or more solidified by actually practicing with with the Wim Hof method. I know there's he's got a lot of like high profile athletes that actually follow along with it. And, oh, really? And I know yeah, um, like MMA fighters. I, I think it's still kind of he doesn't really announce particular names a whole lot. So I guess if you kind of explore whatever your favorite mm-hmm. athletes Instagram that, pages yeah. are you might come across them mentioning it but cool. he uh, the, the thing like I, I've been thinking about this and I don't think there's anything super magical about the Wim Hof method compared to other breathing like I, I realized a lot of it was very similar to the stuff that you talked about back when we did yeah. the, the student um, stress kind of techniques and those are like more ancient traditions of, of breath work mm-hmm. that he's definitely learned and learned from the the uh the magic if there is any is his personality i think and yeah and just the way he's a leader and a, an advocate for the the belief in this this method and and just breathing in general like um is really what makes the difference i'd say but um yeah like i said i'll throw in the i'll throw in some of these clips so i noticed like whether you're joking around or whatever in between events, kind of making sure everything's organized and all set, uh, making sure the athletes are all happy and comfortable and, and taken care of when it's time to go. It's, it's something that uh, once more to emphasize, I practice in training as well, but switching over. So, you know, a few deep breaths kind of focus your attention get everything out, out of your mind so that you're you're calm and focused and then somewhere you know it, it depends on like how much time or how much preparation i need but 
somewhere between like five and 10, like rapid, but deep breaths. Okay. Which is part of uh, the Wim Hof method for energizing your body. You know, something that I keep mentioning and haven't really touched on in detail is it's, it's about oxygenizing the body. And so what that really means some people would would argue like, oh, we're already at 97, 98% oxygen saturation. You're not making a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But it actually, I think the best way to really say it is try it before you, yeah. you deny the power of hyper-oxygenating the body by, by breathing more or increasing oxygen content. Yeah. Um, it yeah. definitely seems to work, like I mentioned before, with being able to increase my breath hold time fourfold in a week yeah. is oh, yeah, uh, that's effective. Eh? Yeah. It's, it's learning how to retain more oxygen and there's definite advantages to that when it comes to strongman because all of the events are almost all the events are often endurance based. So yeah. being able to have more oxygen in your system you're probably going to be able to perform better, right? Yeah, well, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I have not done strongman, but I would imagine, like, bearing such heavy load, you maybe can't breathe that well. No. Like, you kind of have to hold your breath through a big lift. Oh, yeah, totally. So you need to have that capacity, like, backlogged. Yeah, absolutely, especially, uh, so, for example, in this this competition, but there's there's almost always an example of this in the... uh, the final event, which is the duck walk, or part of the medley was the duck walk. I held my breath for the second half of it because it was heavy. It was 400 pounds mm-hmm. that we were carrying, you know, between our legs. Yeah. Very awkward position. Requires a lot of bracing of your stomach. Yeah. And when you exhale or when you let out too much air, that's when you're bound to, like, either topple over or lose that bracing that's really yeah. important for protecting your spine and, and being able to keep moving. So when you're trying to pick up the pace and get across the finish line as fast as possible, often there is like breath holds in a lot of these things where, sure. where you're just trying to like get it done as safely and as effectively as possible, which often includes holding your breath. Mm-hmm. Well, so. yeah. And then having a longer breath capacity now, thanks to your, like your practice in this course is going to give you, like you're, you're less stressed to get to the end of that. Right. Because yeah. you know that you can handle that breath hold. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. I think so for sure. Um, so I think that's all really that I wanted to touch on with the, the strong man. And well, when's the next one? Is it? So the one that I'm focusing on is, um, September 14th. Oh gosh. Is the plan. Okay. It's very sweet. And that's the one at West. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, this weekend, the competition or the events will be announced. So I won't, I kind of have an idea just because I, I got like a sort of a special in now that I hosted <laughs> it. I kind of know what they're going to be. So I was practicing some of them last night. That's why I said nice. I was a little bit worn out and yeah. everything today. Cause I think I mentioned this last week, but it's, uh, it's that dusting off the, the start of the season, things start yeah. to like reinvigorate or you start to remember totally the the passion for it so yeah and i don't think it applies strictly just to to strong man it's whatever you're passionate in so if you feel that you're a little bit um i don't know like dragging behind you're just sort of punching the clock and not getting whatever it is you want to accomplish done either set like a a timeline or a Mm -hmm. challenge for yourself a goal to like a, a tangible goal to achieve because when often if it's something that you really love and you're passionate about and you get to that point, it, it definitely like sparks and reignites that totally. that passion. Um, like and I saw that even with like the animal flow, like Huge you did that, me, you know, yeah. you you weren't sure if you're going to do the course this year or wait till next year. Yeah. And then you went and did it. And now it's like all gung ho and it seems to be uh, yeah. paying off. So um, the big thing I, that we're going to talk about today is is one of these lessons I learned from the Wim Hof method with creativity and flow but do you want to talk about like animal flow first and uh and and what's the plan with um the course that you've got coming up yeah so we just kind of finalized our meetings uh yesterday on 
all the logistics around animal flow. So I'm going to be starting um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesday the 23rd will be the first one. Um, it'll run for six weeks from that date onward uh, at 12 p.m. till 1 p.m. So it'll be like a lunchtime boot camp kind of thing. And the idea with this is that um, I'm going to, over the six weeks, we'll condition your body to be able to handle the movements. Um, so whether it's, you know, training in, in various ways that complement animal flow and then also teaching the movements, uh, stuff like, like that's kind of the idea that we're going to be doing. And then um, at the end of every uh, every single boot camp, we'll go through a flow so that you'll get that, you know, the big hurrah of animal flow. So, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, there's a, an opportunity coming up actually. So because the gym space is potentially limited mm -hmm. in space, we're uh, we just want to do a little test run. So Friday, July twelfth, um, and actually this is me inviting you to this as well, RJ. Cool. Um, <laughs> we're going to be doing like a, a animal flow teaser. So it's going to be basically I'm going to get, get eight bodies in there yeah. because I want to see if I can. Test like, the space. Yeah, capacity. if okay, I can yeah. have eight bodies in there, and we'll do basically the full boot camp from you know noon till one. Mm -hmm. um, it's totally free, so anyone who's interested in animal flow um, but isn't quite sure if you know it's right for them or they're you know they haven't tried it, so they don't want to buy into it yet. Yeah, um, this is a really awesome opportunity. So actually, just to be practical about it, if anyone wants to be a part of this, I do need you to send me an email to reserve your spot. Okay. Um, it's telsi, T-E-L-S-I, at housefitness.ca. Um, and then we'll get you a spot there, and you can learn some animal flow uh, next Friday at noon. Exciting. So that's what's going on. Um, and then there's there's opportunity to grow. Uh, if I get interest, I'm I'm going to run an evening one as well. But I right now we're just going to start – with uh, noon, okay. so it works out to be, uh, it'll be $18 a session, mm -hmm. so you're getting a personal trainer, but you're getting it for a third of the price, Right. so it's quite a good deal, um, and yeah, that's what's going on. Cool. It's very exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, we've got um, a bunch of like teaser clips that we'll be putting together too to share that and just, uh, you know, promote the promote it, because I think it's a lot of, a lot of fun, excitement, and it could be something like not everybody loves going to the gym, but mm -hmm. this is like a different style of training that can be really yeah. interesting and engaging for, for people. It's yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of play, which yeah. is really fun. Um, and it's a lot of, it's brain training. Like if you are someone who gets bored like this, you will not get bored because you have to think about where your body is about to move and where it is in time and space. And, and you're moving opposite limbs, like your right foot and your left hand at the same time. And, and it's funny how yeah. hard that actually is in training when I'm telling you just rapid firing off these instructions and you're trying to move your body in that way. So yeah. it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it was you that was showing me that like hand thing, right? With the uh, figuring out which finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that... something that uh, Kevin Darby showed me at, at Animal Flow. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, I guess we can show the camera. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But... I, I totally, I forget how to do it. but. Uh... So it's, this is basically, if you want to integrate both hemispheres of your brain after like doing a lot of research or doing a lot of studying and, and you just want it to sink in <laughs> um, or doing a workout where you want the mechanics to like sink into your long-term uh, memory. What you do, so you cross your feet, doesn't matter which one, one foot over the other. And then what you're going to do is hands out in front, cross them over and interlace them. And then you're going to pull them through. So this is easier done on a partner. So yeah. I would be, what I'm going to do, so you're going to stay there and I'm okay. going to point at a finger yeah. and you have to lift it. I won't touch your finger because that's going to actually help you. Yeah. But I'll get you to try and lift up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one. No, I meant yeah, the I, index finger. There we go. <laughs> it's really, uh, to me, I don't know. It's extremely challenging. It, ex like, and that's the whole point, right? Because yeah. it's now my left hand is actually on the right side of my body. Yeah. And so you really have to use like both sides of your brain. Mm. Um, so that's just, it's a good technique to help um, activate your whole brain. Yeah. I think if you're doing it by yourself, is it, you can, so you can, can you like say out loud which yeah. finger, like left index, 
Not even say out loud because I think that's a verbal cue. You just okay. kind of like look at it and you're like, hang on, love this one. Lip Bam. Up. Okay. This one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's not. It's not the end of the world if you lift the wrong one, right? No, it's just a matter like it's, it's just figuring you it out and kind of like and... over time I'm sure it gets easier as you like develop that that skill or whatever, but Yeah. I don't know. The it just blows my mind cuz like <laughs> something that you think is so easy obviously became as you saw became really challenging to yeah. figure out which finger I was supposed to be lifting when you're pointing at it. It's really tricky. And if you yeah. don't believe us, just try it. Cause yeah. it, it is, it's fun. Yep. Um, yeah, no. And that's, it's, that's kind of like a, a mini version of what animal flow can do to your mind body connection. Yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, you're really going to become aware, which is why a lot of fighters actually use it. Like a lot of MMA fighters are into animal flow because mm-hmm. they need to be aware of where they are in time and space and be able to control it very efficiently cool um so yeah yeah that's uh that's exciting stuff Mm -hmm. and it um you know kind of in this this constant evolution and progression and learning learning new things as i mentioned i just finished up the wim hof course which i want to apply apply in some fashion to to teaching some some cool stuff you know Mm -hmm. the at the essence of the Wim Hof method it's all about being able to tap deeper into into your physiology that's really like what Wim's into um as we've mentioned before but I'll just repeat quickly for anybody that maybe is a little bit unfamiliar Wim's Mm -hmm. known as the Iceman he uh he achieves all these really amazing accomplishments primarily in cold which a lot of people are totally shy away from and afraid of and and can't handle whatsoever but whims got uh the world record for the longest time submerged in ice which i believe is just under two hours and he did that without his core temperature changing at all which is even further amazing um the furthest under underwater or sorry under ice swim at the arctic circle which he did while his retinas froze because of the cold water and uh, obviously not something you want to try at home because <laughs> that might be Josh Chessman's next challenge, right? Because he uh, he very control. he was very fortunate to make make its way sorry make his way mm-hmm. back out, but he could have very easily died and almost died from that. Oh, it's insane! Yeah, um, and also climbing to the. Uh, I think they call it like the kill point or like base camp or something at, at Mount Everest in just a pair of shorts and shoes. So he does all these amazing things. And the more, even more amazing thing is that he can train other people to do it. Mm-hmm. And some of that's um, just like a unwitting belief, you know, like it's, it's all about having that, that mindset to be able to get through whatever. Yeah. And that's what he trains and that's what he like develops in the Wim Hof method course. So a lot of it is a very simple progression and just learning like the techniques. But the, the topic that I kind of want to go over today because it was super intriguing to me was the idea of how a certain type of breathing could induce greater or deeper levels of creativity and he's got he's got a whole week on it i mean one of the practices is specifically breathing for creativity and i think you know creativity is tied very closely to flow because it's often we often are our most creative when we're in a flow state and it's when it's something you know creativity is often tied with something you really enjoy Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's hard to get a deep amount of creativity out of something that you don't truly enjoy um a book that i haven't checked out that is why i am inclined to believe all this is um mihai csikszentmihalyi who wrote the book flow and kind of created that term and everything also wrote a book called creativity oh yeah and um, I, I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's on my list of things to read. So I'll check it out soon and kind of link this all together. But I, I'm, I'm confident that they are, they're tied very closely together. Mm-hmm. So with this Wim Hof 
technique. Uh, it is a fairly advanced progression of the method, so it's not going to make entire, it's not going to completely make sense until we go over kind of this, the other parts of it that, um, I don't know, I'm working on putting something together that would kind of help integrate this all. So it would include, you know, this mindset aspect as well as the breath work. Um, some of the fundamentals for oxygenizing the body versus uh, um, also like increasing sympathetic nervous system, which is another key component of the Wim Hof method. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the cold exposure as well and how you can kind of progress through that is, is another key part. And I think I, I mentioned this before, but that's like, it's training the mind to kind of accept where you are, where you're at without having to react so much. Mm -hmm. And, it's also training the physiology to not um, clench up so much when you're in the cold where it's it's natural reaction is everything gets cut off to protect your core. But when you chill out and you, you know, it's okay, you're, you're fine here. You're not, you're not, you're under your own control. It's not something life threatening in that sense. You, uh, you can handle it better and you can get better at it. And there's, additional benefits to that like uh brown fat at adi brown adipose tissue or brown mm -hmm. fat activation which increases metabolic rate um and also something that was previously thought to not be possible in adults was the increase in brown adipose tissue mm -hmm. so you can actually increase your basal metabolic rate over time through cold exposure yeah i believe that which um yeah, you know, it, there's a lot more to it, but essentially that leads to being able to lose more weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Breath work is crazy for weight loss. Like mm -hmm. the amount of I've actually read somewhere and maybe you heard this that like the way fat leaves your body is through your breath. Like that's where like besides like through bowel movements and stuff like that is where other waste leaves. But a lot of waste product leaves through your breath. And if you're metabolizing fat, that's where. That's yeah, where that's. um I, it's something that when, you know, when Josh was here the other week, we were talking about how there's, there's essentially, I, I, he mentioned a study that somebody did. Um, it sounds like it was a pretty um, basic, like not really official kind of research. It was more somebody just testing something out, but it's the respiratory quotient is what they call it. So, mm -hmm if your body's in more of a fat burning mode, there's a different RQ that can be measured through, hmm. um, through like exhales or through exhalation. And it's either, I think it's, it's like a scale of, I, I forget the exact details, something it goes from like seven up to one, I think. And I think the lower number represents that, um, your, your, essentially burning more fats mm. and the higher numbers is more pure glucose uh, that is being burnt. And that's based on the relationship of, I think carbon dioxide or, or something mm -hmm. to do that. I don't recall everything about it, but it's a, uh, it's linked, you know, to metabolism and the stuff that mm -hmm. I did many years ago in nutrition. Um, that's cool. But where were we at with the Wim Hof? No, we got <laughs> way off we, track. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> we do that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were going to introduce <laughs> a lot of it, and then we just ran with it elsewhere. Um, oh, we were just talking about the power of, like, breathing. Yeah. And then, and then I think we were just metabolism and breathing, stuff. yeah. Yeah, so that's something that, like, the metabolism part of it is, is another big part of the Wim Hof method that uh, we'll talk about another time. But so essentially with the Wim Hof method, it's all about like increasing oxygen saturation in the blood through deep breathing. So the basic, the basic Wim Hof method is to like breathe essentially as deeply as you can without being uncomfortable. So he sort of cues it as a wave from belly, chest, head. Okay. So you want to fill everything up. Um, and, uh, because like a lot of this is you know tied to brain function and and how you can kind of control your mind through oxygen use and maybe like increasing oxygen to certain parts of the brain it's um 
that's why like when you're doing like this breathing, it helps to be in a very relaxed state. So whether you're sitting a lot of the, you know, throughout the course, a lot of it's done lying flat on the floor. So everything's yeah. as relaxed as possible. There's no muscles requiring like a lot of tension and therefore you can increase oxygen saturation that much more, but you're going to do this breathing in belly, chest, head, like breathing all the way in. And it's just that wave motion and feeling it come up to like your yeah. head. Um, it, it takes practice. Like, I don't think you're, you're, there's not really anywhere for oxygen to be like held or like an air to be held in your head so much. No, but you know, throat yep. at least. Right. And yeah. So that's, that's the whole cue Think envisioning that wave belly chest head as you breathe in. So you fill your belly first. Is that the idea? Yeah. So it's starting, yeah. Fill up here and then fill up here. Exactly. So starting very deep, filling everything up in a wave, um, is a very like deep parasympathetic kind of breath. And then the next part is on the exhale. Um, you're, you're just letting it naturally fall. So you're not like, you're not blowing out all your air. Mm -hmm. You're doing more of just like when you breathe in, and then you're just letting essentially your chest and stomach fall. And okay. that's that's where you'd start the next breath. Right. Um, now, I tend is to do them. Nasal or mouth? So, or is, there, is this a can of worms? <laughs> no, it's a, a good question. Um, to each their own in Wim's opinion. So mm-hmm. he basically says, get it in however you need to. Um, I appreciate a, that. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, so many rules around breath work. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, like... It's a, it's very, um, there's, there's no strict numbers to go by. It's more about how you feel. I personally prefer doing my, most of my inhales through my nose, just, you know, lots of meditation. It just feels better to me. I feel like I can direct that air deeper into like my stomach and, and, uh, and fill everything up better. But with that being said, depending on how I'm feeling the day of, or sometimes, you know, essentially it's a countdown to the point where you're, you're hyper oxygenated. Um, sometimes those last three breaths or whatever are through like a deeper inhale through the mouth, just getting as much air as possible. So, you know, and, and same with, um, like those last few breaths in the strongman competition are often Mm -hmm. like inhaling through my mouth too. Yeah, you see that in like powerlifters and stuff too, yeah. right? Like before they go for a big squat, they're <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so it's just like getting a lot of air in. So however it has to come in, don't cool. don't stress over the the entryway. He uh you know, Wim's pretty funny and, and gets sometimes vul- vulgar with, with the way he says it and stuff. But uh I'll save that for another day anyway, because <laughs> I it's uh any anyway, so um yeah, doing this this breath work for creativity or this this breathing method for creativity, a lot of it's f- based around the th- kind of idea about 30 breaths is what it takes okay. to hyperoxygenate, but that's once again not like a it's it's a very loose not set in stone number. So you're more so going for the sensations in your body and how you feel. Um, that. and that's something as as we kind of learn more or as we talk more about this Wim Hof method and it's more looking for the signs that you're hyperoxygenated. And so uh, it's often like tingling in your fingers or toes, um, very loose and relaxed, particularly noticeable if you're sitting on the ground. And, um, other than that, um, loose and relaxed, just, uh, sometimes very like light, just light feeling in the body too. Mm -hmm. So those are the cues. Um, when you get to that point, that's when you can kind of do like the countdown for the last 10 breaths, um, breathing in, uh, letting go. It's pretty rapid actually. So like, um, I, I, you pace yourself at what you're comfortable with. I am a little bit like slower, like breathing a bit deeper than, than sometimes what he does with the method. But it would be like um, essentially like a belly, chest, head, letting go. 
belly, chest, head, letting go. Okay. So that's pretty so that rapid. Goes pretty like pretty quick. Yes. The and because once again you're not trying to breathe all the air out. You're also not trying to just let it dissipate all the way too because you're trying to accumulate oxygen. So it's uh it's fairly rapid. Roughly 30 breaths. Uh w- once again most of the Wim Hof method is based around that number. Um, breathing all the way in and letting go, but not exhaling fully so that you're hyperoxygenating. When it gets to the end of the, the, the breath, you're going to, so typical Wim Hof method is a fully in uh, inhale and a fully out exhale, blowing all that air out. And then you're holding your breath on the bottom of the exhale, bottom, yeah. which is like it, it it allows, you know, you're very much present in your body and you're also it, at the end of that point is when it sort of does the sympathetic nervous system spike mm-hmm. and you get kind of this this different feeling, this different sensation from what typical breath work's all about mm-hmm. because most of them are about total like parasympathetic relaxation. Yeah. But it becomes this point where your body's sort of reacting and like saying, whoa, what's going on? Cause I'm holding my breath yeah. and it's kind of, it starts to, before you get to the point, you're not screaming for oxygen, but over time you can extend it's that point. It's a little point. uncomfortable when you first try it. Right? Yeah, yeah, actually. I mean, there's always a point of discomfort because you know, you're, you start fidgeting more, like mm-hmm. you're, you're consciously holding your breath, but everything else that is unconscious in your body wants you to breathe in at that point with the, uh, so with this one for creativity, it all comes down to something that I didn't know. And, and still I'm, I never really, I haven't really checked out if this is like actually a thing or it's just what Wim's suggesting. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the thyroid's involved in a lot of creativity in the body, mm-hmm. which I don't know, but it's uh, whether, whether it's true or not, it's more about, um, I guess, he, I don't know. Anyway, the, the point that he's encouraging. So I'd say just try it out for yourself and see what you think. Mm-hmm. See if it is actually getting you into a creative mode, whether it's just like that that mindset that this is like the breath work that you do for creativity mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, all, I'd say like all of this breath work is, you know, it's just like meditation it's going to enhance creativity regardless. Yeah. But so at the end of the breaths, it's a full inhale, a full exhale, and then a full inhale again and a hold on that. Okay. And then this is where it gets a little more advanced than uh, in kind of like going through the progressions of the Wim Hof method. But you're going to squeeze your chest and your neck to focus like that oxygen that you've accumulated mm-hmm. into essentially your chest your neck, where the thyroid's located. Okay. And so this, honestly, this is the most challenging one, I would say, because there's there's other, some of the other breath work methods uh, or some of these other ones, it's squeezing the oxygen in the brain, which I think I mentioned, I might have been to Josh actually, but the intention is to actually uh, release DMT from the, the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. So you're really focusing on that, that brain stem and pushing the blood the thing I, at first I really thought this was kind of silly and not actually doing anything. But then Dan showed me this uh, clip of an MRI or like an fMRI of somebody doing deep breathing and their brainstem was actually being um, like pushed from the, the deep breathing and the blood flow. Oh. So it seems like there's actually cool. some evidence that this could do something well, where, I, yeah, where, I'm intrigued. This is, so so just seeing that image of essentially like the brainstem being massaged mm-hmm. through deep breathing makes me think like, oh, yeah, if you're actually pushing blood to that area, it's sure. doing something. Makes sense, right? So save um, the world through breath, breath work. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's in essence how you would trigger this like creativity and flow through breath work. So once again, to like recap, it's that that belly, chest, head, deep breathing, letting go. But accumulating oxygen mm-hmm. for, 30. for 30 yeah. um, or thereabouts once you feel comfortable that you've like yeah. got enough. And then it's fully in, fully out. And then and then you've got to squeeze. So 
I, I was playing around with trying to figure it out. Like even like trying to like flex your like pecs or like squeeze mm. like your chest a little bit um, keeps it because like I have the tendency that you start to get that lightheaded feeling of it going more to your head. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to like cut off that, that sensation. Um, but just get there. Just like you'll, I think you'll notice if you're really pushing the blood to your head, yeah. like you get that very like lightheaded, like kind of like tingly feeling. Um, just get halfway there so that you're kind of even just be more conscious that you're trying to get the breath into your yeah. like upper chest into the thyroid area. I wonder too, if you can like, I'm just trying to do it myself. Like I can yeah. restrict my throat almost a little bit. Like, like that's what like I the bottom of a swallow kind of thing. Yeah. And like hold it there. And maybe Mind that you, like I do it like only halfway because mm. if you do it full, then you get that like lightheadedness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that tingling that you're kind of like blocking off the head fully. You want to kind of do it only halfway, I think, so that it's more like blocking this yeah. area or at least like focusing the attention on that area. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm into this thyroid thing. Like, I, I think he's on to something. I don't know that science would actually use the word creativity in, in their studies, but maybe yeah. Brene Brown can do this or something because she'd maybe. be all about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I do know, and you probably know this too with your nutrition stuff, like what we know about the thyroid is that when it's not functioning properly, like depression is a huge symptom mm. and irritability. So it brings you down and you have these like really low frequency emotions that come with an improperly functioning thyroid. And that's actually one of the one of the first signs it shows before you get the weight gain and before your hair starts to fall out is this just your mindset is just not what it used to be. So with having a healthy functioning thyroid, like getting all that oxygen there, because every metabolic process, as we know, needs oxygen. Yeah. So you're feeding it and letting the cells do what they need to do. That's at least going to help its function and keep you away from those low frequency emotions whether yeah. creativity is a, a like direct byproduct of that i don't know but i think it's interesting i think he's on to something and i'm kind of wondering like when are we bringing this into psychotherapy right you know like when are we bringing in breathwork for like to help elevate people with depression or to mm -hmm. help balance the, like what's, I don't know exactly the neural mechanisms of, you know, bipolar or, or PTSD or anything, but I wonder like if we can massage the brainstem with breath, like what can we, yeah you know, yeah. it's interesting. Cause what I know with uh, breath rig, like I study Kundalini yoga, um, with that, they, they always talk about, they don't go too deep into the science cause you're in the middle of like a class and they're just instructing you on how to breathe. Um, but they always talk about how much subconscious work it's doing and how much like emotional release it's doing without you even having to think about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's all starting to make sense to me now. <laughs> it's very interesting. That's good. Yes, it is very interesting. I think that's one of the things that's fairly unique about the Wim Hof method too, is he's, um, he's really been at the forefront of getting the science into these things I love that, 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 uh, have once again, it's, it's not that magical, but mm -hmm. he's putting in that effort to get people behind him, like researchers that, that actually want to look into what's happening. I think that's so Whereas important. Previously it wasn't, Yeah. but that's, um, it's a good point with the, uh, something's coming to mind with the PTSD on that too. Oh, yeah? Um, not not from like Wim Hof, but previously, uh, I think what is it like? It's it's being being present. There's some research. I think they actually did it with playing video games like Tetris okay. after a traumatic event mitigates like the effects like the uh, the onset of PTSD. Hmm. So because um, I think it's got to do with like mindfulness and being like very present. Sure, because uh, PTSD is like ultimately you're living in that past event over and over and over again until it yeah takes you over. Yeah, and so it's it's about getting so the research or the this uh, this experiment was getting to the do like playing the tet like Tetris something very like. Uh, almost like I don't like using the word flow when it comes to video games. Cause I, I think it's different, but it's, uh, it's being a bit present and being present in the moment. Mm. Um, very present, which is something video games can sink you into. 
like immediately or as soon after like a traumatic event as possible helps to reduce those symptoms later on. Hmm. Um, yeah, because you don't ruminate it, for whatever. It creates this sort of like disconnect or whatever in the brain where you don't end up ruminating on those past events as much. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think she, uh, the the researcher that does this, she's actually does a lot of research on video games. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote a book. Oh, I think her last, I think it's one of the, so I've got the <laughs> willpower instinct okay. from her sister. I think it's one of the McGonagall sisters. They both got PhDs in like psychology. It's uh, yeah. The other one wrote Sounds this familiar. book called I think Super Better, which is about like gamifying your life. Yeah. And I think it's that one. So it's, I think this, I think the willpower instinct one is Kelly McGonagall, and the other one's something else McGonagall. I think there was a we Tim. Study her in I think there was a Tim Ferriss uh, podcast episode with oh, her. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's. That's a good point. It came back to mind. Like it's mindfulness and, and breathing. Yeah. It's powerful for a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's save the world with breath work. Yeah. I like, I honestly, I think one of the things, my philosophy with breath work, like if anyone says, why do you like it? Like the first thing I say back is like, it's the most accessible medicine we all have. Like it's so healing for the body just to like breathe yeah. on the nervous system, on your mental state, like physically it's so good. Like if, if nothing else, if you just want to lose some weight, like practice better breathing yeah. kind of thing, if that's one of your goals. But if you like, I, I said this when I was promoting uh, Josh's breath workshop, but, and I, I don't mean to be hokey cause it's not, but like, I do believe it can change your life. Mm-hmm. The way that you look at things, the way that you handle things, the way you self-regulate just consciousness of your body in general. Like I'm, yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. And so, well, even something that I mentioned with, with Josh, cause we've been talking about this whole like Wim Hof experiment a whole lot in the last couple episodes mm-hmm. was, uh, like that that there's the one one sort of week is on spirituality and the mystical side of it mm-hmm. because i i've mentioned this before when you get into that deep like uh that deep breath hold state it does weird things to your brain and you start <laughs> to see like you start to understand the mysticism behind it because you you do get like some like very mild like visual hallucinations and and uh oh yeah and, and sort of it, it creates like this tunnel vision as the oxygen starts to like decrease like it's it doing strange things because um part of part of the end of the the wim hof sort of method is that is that pushing the blood to the brain and like fueling the brain with this oxygen that it doesn't normally get mm-hmm. as much of um it does crazy things yeah and yeah. then it starts to make sense and uh also it's just like just shows how easy it is to to do that do those things naturally that people turn to drugs for as well totally oh yeah like the amount of <laughs> you don't need drugs to have a good trip if you if you can get into breath work like you can you can have a good time yeah um that's interesting i, I like that <laughs> whims getting everyone woke yeah um, <laughs> but uh my thing like when it comes to spirituality and breath work is just that you're talking about that tingly sensation and that um you know you start to get the visual hallucination and stuff it's for me it's like i can feel how alive my body is when i'm that oxygenated yeah and it feels like every cell in my body like i can almost tune into each one and they're vibrating and then that makes me realize like just how connected everything is like like as much as, you know, we've got this barrier that is skin. Mm-hmm. Once you get into that like vibrational state, like when you feel your body buzzing, you're like, oh, like I'm not that far off from, you know, you're connected to everything that is around you. And then like if you do that in nature, it's it's pretty powerful. Like you can almost feel the breath of the trees and like, right. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah, like feeling like every cell in your body and being able to like tap into controlling it is is at the essence of this Wim Hof method too and and learning that stuff. And it definitely, uh, it definitely can work. Um, it takes consistent practice and like, Mm -hmm. like over time, but it's, it's amazing to see, you know, the, uh, 
the things that he can do and the things that you can push your body to do with just a little bit of practice. Mm -hmm. Like over the course of the 10 weeks, there's been a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that, that you learn about and that you can continue to work on. That's great. Oh yeah. No, it's a lifelong journey, right? With breath work and, and it's limitless really, which is maybe both terrifying and exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you wanted to touch on that, this, but I'm curious to hear if you've learned more about like the immune system and breath with Wim, because he talked about, I know right. in his little documentary and stuff, you can speak on it cause you're sure. familiar with it, but yeah, that's, uh, actually that's important when it comes to like becoming an instructor in the Wim Hof method and understanding the, the fundamentals, understanding this immune system response is actually very important. Um, because that's where a lot of like the science into what was thought to be impossible is is coming about with the Wim Hof method. So definitely it would be something that um, when we have in-person workshops, I can kind of go in in even greater detail and kind of showcase why it's working and everything. But in essence, um, a lot of it, I believe, in my opinion, and, uh, and, and with the science, is because of that sympathetic nervous system activation. So uh, SNS is often activated to fight off things. You know, it's the fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, um, for example, that's that's how essentially if we're looking at like the evidence for why this works and why it is the sympathetic nervous system, Wim did it and then he repeated it with training uh, I think a dozen other people for like the, the first round of studies. So they, you know, you, you do this deep breathing and you oxygenate the body. And then when you go into the breath hold and you get the sympathetic nervous system release, essentially they injected everybody with a, um, like a cold endotoxin, which usually presents fever, like flu, like symptoms. So, you know, fever, chills, uh, aches and pains, all of that stuff, which onsets very like quickly when you're injected with like the mm-hmm. endotoxin, and all. So Wim, first and foremost, is able to you know receive this injection and just breathe and fight it off with no symptoms. But he also trained within. It didn't. I think they did it within a maybe a within a week. Like it was not a long like time frame that you had to learn the method but they did they repeated the study with 12 other people and they all were able to fight off the symptoms dramatically i don't know if like every single person we'd say 100 percent, but like every person at least like 70 80 percent of symptoms were were diminished just by breathing and just by essentially doing what we thought was impossible which is tapping into the immune system Mm -hmm. um through through these techniques that's really cool. It yeah. sounds like like the theme across the whole method in general is that like you are an agent of your own being. Like you are yeah. in control of your body should you choose to be. Yep. Um, and uh, you can be. Absolutely. That's like uh, with with learning how to to breathe and get more oxygen um, can shift your body into more of a state of like alkalinity, therefore increasing endurance. Um, so, I. I have yet to like actually like try and apply this, but essentially he says, I mean, this is what Wim did. He, he didn't train for a marathon. He just breathed. And then he ran a marathon in the desert with no water. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and he'd, he'd never like run a marathon before, wow. but he essentially says like practice, like there's um, practice, like in the week on endurance practice, this breath work, and then go out and like, you know, keep breathing deeply, but you can run further than you thought you could. Mm-hmm. I've actually been testing that lately. And it's very strange for me because I, I think I've said on this podcast podcast many times that uh, I don't like cardio. Yeah. But recently, because I've been doing, I've been really deep into breath work for at least a year, if not a bit longer now. And uh, I'm starting to feel, because like your diaphragm's a muscle, like it wants to be tested now like I just have been starting to feel like my body is hungry for that style of of fitness so I've been doing these crazy finishers at the gym like on the assault bike or this year or sprinting or whatever and 
I'm almost annoyed because I'm not getting off the bike being like, <sighs> like just this, like, it's just, I recover almost immediately. Mm. And it's crazy now. Like I didn't realize that my body was capable of doing those things like without training up to it. I'm just jumping into these like crazy calorie challenges on the assault bike or something. And, yeah. and you know, there's room to grow. There always is with sure. endurance training, but the it's what's blowing my mind is how quickly I recover and how in control of myself. Like I breathe through my nose the whole time. Like I don't even drop into mouth breathing mm-hmm. when I'm doing these endurance things. And that it was that was not the case years ago before breath work. So it's it's pretty profound. Yeah. Um, just to like touch on some of the other exercises that are done to demonstrate the power of of breathing and oxygen with endurance there's a there's the max push-up uh challenge so on a breath hold uh both on an inhale is the first round and then on an exhale is the second round and you definitely can see increases in that pretty dramatically the uh a couple of the other challenges with endurance are uh there's there's one with well one of the a, a crazy one is uh is like the horse stance is one of the kind of trademarks of the Wim Hof method. Okay. So warrior pose or horse stance. Yeah. And you get into a very like deep horse stance and you just breathe through it and uh and and kind of just keep that that blood flowing and keep the oxygen in your body. And Wim will do it for like up to hours at a time. Hmm. Uh you're supposed to do it up to an hour in the homework. I got. I never did that. I, I did get kind of bored of it, so I uh, I did much longer than like I thought. You know, pushing myself with, mm-hmm. and it, it gets painful. But if you just keep breathing through it, like yeah. you'll be okay. Um, then there's some yoga poses as well. So holding like planks and stuff. Just gonna say, I wonder if these like four hour plank hold people are diving into some breath work to keep them steady. Oh, I, I would I would think so because. With all and um and then the other ones like flutter kicks, which mm. Wim can do like a thousand at a time, <laughs> which I was trying to keep up. I didn't yeah. get that far, but I definitely increased my my count by like a couple hundred over the course of the week. Hmm. Uh, just That's by profound. yeah, just by like trying to like follow along, and it's all about um it's pushing yourself into like this state, like this deep water state too, where. You just do something that you didn't think possible, but if you, if your mind's set on it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were saying with the horse stance and the plank holds, um, endurance. I, I totally forgot what the the point I was going to go back to was with it. Um, anyway, we were just touching on like like for me my my recovery capabilities and endurance and things like that have been wildly expanded and yeah 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 i i still don't know there was a point i think with like (laughs) the yoga people holding the planks that i was gonna say but anyway we'll save that for another day i guess because i can't figure out what i was gonna say Um, (laughs) maybe you need to massage your brainstem a little more yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway so that's uh yeah we went through like a lot of the wim hof stuff too but essentially mm-hmm. try that try that challenge on creativity and and uh, yeah and breathing for creativity I think it's uh I think it's pretty powerful stuff yeah no I'm, I'm interested to try it myself just to when you were talking it made me think about how you know these people who call themselves creatives apparently they're a separate class from us you know more analytical the brains yeah there we yeah. go thank you um I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they, they, they can't get into that flow state or their zone until many hours later. And then all of a sudden this creativity just like flows in yeah. or they're staying up until like three in the morning to get this sort of creative mind state. And I wonder if instead of just like waiting for it to spring upon you, if you just put your, you know, if you just breathe into that, can it be triggered quicker? Yeah. I'm curious. Um, that's uh, I think that's that's something I'd like to like do a whole other episode on maybe is uh, is how to or certainly how to get into flow and then how to stay into flow is a little bit different. But I'd say I would encourage people to just try this breathing out and see if that yeah. that helps you with whatever 
especially with like whatever creativity aspects you're working on um because this this creativity breathing as far as like a physical performance flow goes it's a little bit different as you kind of heard with like my my ramp up at the start of the podcast so like a different style of breathing it is still Mm -hmm. deep breathing but um this is more like a relaxed creativity kind of flow that you would want to get into i think so maybe i'll uh i mean it's worth trying out and kind of reporting back and seeing what what happens i know what my point was with the endurance thing though um it's it's that at the essence of like oxygenating the body is uh, maintaining like a more alkaline state. Uh, so it's because when you get into like an acidic state that your muscles can't function as well. Mm. And that's where you get like that burn. Um, right. And, and like the muscles, you know, are, are not able to like maintain or fire. So that's where deep breathing maintains like this alkalinity in the body which is why you can hold a horse stance or hold a plank Mm -hmm. if you're maintaining that breath flow and uh, not sort of getting into like a panicky state Interesting. Uh, and uh you know josh kind of touched on how that has to do with when you switch to like mouth breathing then your your fuel sources are also switching over but kind of interesting right because Mm -hmm. wim says just get the breath in however you need to yeah uh and so i I, I don't know. Um, in, my, in my opinion, yeah. though, though, like, and something that I still try to like maintain is doing more than no, the nasal breathing. So, uh, if if it's not working for you and you're breathing through your mouth, maybe try that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, nasal breathing is just like an air filtration system, so it's cleaner. Regard, yeah. Like I, I like I haven't studied the science which between mouth and nasal breathing, but right. Um, personally, but I do, I see what Josh is saying. And and part of what he says in his work is that, um, ultimately nasal breathing is better, but you, you will get to a point where you have to switch if you're doing intense endurance work and, and it's okay to do so at that point. And so maybe that's what Wim's getting at is like, if you have to get it into your mouth, just do it. Um, or maybe he's well, just more relaxed. No, he, so he is just more about breathing yeah, through our nose. Yeah, right? he is just more relaxed, I believe, because uh, even when you're doing these relaxed breathing methods, it's often through the mouth. Yeah, it, it's like he <laughs> just just get it in kind of thing. So yeah, cool. Um, I think that's all I've got. For yeah, today. No, that feels really complete. I hope I feel like we. Uh, like fire hosed people down with information <laughs> as opposed to a gentle trickle. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. So I think people have some, some work to do and some things to test out and for sure some thyroids to heal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Try it out and, and see how it goes. And if it's, you know, it, it, like I said, it's part of the more advanced progressions of, of like, learning how your body functions through Wim Hof method. So we'll touch on that more in the future, as well as uh, be running some, some workshops of our own here that will kind of do like this whole, I'm thinking more of it as like, um, like optimizing your physiology than necessarily just Wim Hof method, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of tying into something, something like we might as well tease at, well, we're kind of talking about it, but long term is creating a whole program and, and like a curriculum around like getting into the flow state and, and mm-hmm. coaching flow state uh, for those that are interested in, in really like dialing into something that they're doing. So yeah. this is a like kind of like a, a sample of it that we'll be working on introducing here soon. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thanks for another great episode. And we will be, uh, yeah, watch for the, the animal flow videos because mm-hmm. I'm going to work on putting some cool stuff up for that and cool. and, and raising the awareness too. Yeah, with thank that. you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like listening to the Flowcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast platform. 
Also be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating as this helps more people interested in the topics find us. Send us your questions through email or social media through the FlowSpa accounts. You can find us at FlowSpaON on social media or FlowSpa.ca if you want to send us any questions for our Q&A episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.